Okay, I'll keep this short. It's December 30th, 2020. This will be the final episode of What's Wrong with Orny Adams in this year. I'm happy I put out 15. That's more than I probably would have put out if we had kept on the production schedule and the intensity and the standard at which I wanted to put them out. Obviously, with what happened this year with being locked down and staying away from people, I completely changed the format, and maybe for the better. Although when I listened to this episode with my guest Tom Green, this was recorded in February, I'm actually in awe of the production value, and I want to take one more moment to thank everybody that's been involved. And there were tense moments, and uh, there were joyous moments, and I want to thank everyone for helping me with carrying out my vision. This would be Eric... Alex, Ernesto, Valerie, Big Sky Edit, Dave. Uh, I mention all these people in the credits on this episode. I mentioned them on episode uh, three with Christella and episode 13, I think, with Harlan. So this is my final throwback episode. This is the last in the archives that is under the banner of What's Wrong with Orny Adams. And I'm in awe of the edit. I really am. I, I just listened, and uh, you know, I wish I wish I could have kept it up in some sense. I wish I had a team behind me. I wish I could still interview people. I wish I had more guests that I could interview. I guess that's what I miss most about being on the road: is meeting new people and interesting people. I don't miss getting up early and doing media. I don't miss flying. I don't miss promoting. I'm sick of promoting. I hate promoting so much. I mean, I feel like the art should promote itself. And maybe others can promote and help and pass along. Yeah. That's what, that's what I believe. I mean, I just think about my, the people I idolized, respect, studied, whether it's, the, you know, the Stones or Bob Dylan or, make a name, 50. I just can't imagine, you know, an early Bob Dylan, you know, having to go on social media and beg. That's what it feels like, social media. We're all just begging. I'm begging you, you're begging me. Listen to me. Watch me. Support me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I thought I was going to make this quick. Now all of a sudden it's not quick. Uh, In this episode, this is the final throwback episode. It was supposed to be the original uh, third episode of What's Wrong with Orny Adams. Of course, format's changed. It's now the 15th and final episode. In 2021, I I can't tell you what's going to happen. There's no promises. I I I'm sure I'll continue this. That's not like some sort of like threat. Like, hey, if this doesn't catch on, you know, I've said I'm doing this for me in many senses, and I want to be on record saying a lot of these things because if I don't get my book out or in any form, you know, I feel like I have some things I want to say, and maybe maybe there's people that want to listen. I want to thank Tom Green. My guest on this episode, he's uh, 
We used to hang out a lot more, but then COVID, he's, he, he was very strict early on. I haven't caught up with him lately. I heard he's out on the road. I don't really, you know, I don't know. But what I like about my friends in this business is I know a side of them that you don't know. You don't know. There's sides that they don't share with you, but they share with me. And I'm hoping, I know that they would never be 100%. That's asking too much. I'm not even 100%. Uh, I'm close. You know, I, I, I give myself. But I hope when they would come on that they would drop drop the persona just a, a little bit and open up. Because there's a wonderful side to them. And I think if you saw this side, you would think, you know, wow. I. You can hear the knocking. Listen to the construction next door. This That will end in 2021. So I'll just go over there and just, I don't know. I don't know. Also on this episode, uh, <laughs> comedian uh, friend Rick Corso does a cover of the theme. What's interesting is originally this probably would have been the first cover of the theme, but now it's sort of because I waited so long to release it because I'm a perfectionist. And rather than just saying, here it is, I felt like this was these episodes were so near and dear to me and I put so much into them that I felt like it wasn't right. And this, this is why it's held back part of my comedy is that I'm a perfectionist. I don't release a joke. I don't put it on tape. I won't go on a, a, a show or I won't uh, do a special until it's it's perfectly ripe. In fact, I might take it a little bit beyond ripe. I might take it a little bit beyond ripe, just so I know it's it's right. Because right, overripened fruit tastes a little bit better than underripened, and that's my belief: is let let our, you know, to give it time to f- ferment, to congeal, to form into what it can be its best version. The worst thing is when you you do a, a joke on on tape. I'm calling tape a late night show. I'm calling tape like a special. Anytime you put it serious, anytime you put it out there, and then six months later you go, oh, I should have said that. Here's an extra line that would have taken this joke from an A minus joke to an A joke. Or you you don't really understand the intention of the joke, why you were really doing it. Maybe it, 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 it harkens back to something that happened to you as a kid, and you don't even realize that that's the intention. That's That was the motivating drive behind that joke. And you don't know that until six months later. Sometimes it takes these things percolate and uh, bubble over later. How many? That's anyway. So Rick Corso, thank you. <laughs> I, I I I I came into Big Yellow. I'm in Big Yellow, my my studio. It's a converted Shasta trailer into a podcast studio uh, with all the equipment, and now I've got lighting and cameras. With no thought, I thought I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to start talking. And now I'm seven minutes into just talking. Also on this episode, I meet some rabid uh, Teen Wolf fans in Michigan. In uh, Royal Oak, Michigan. They they could not understand what I was doing in Royal Oak, Michigan. A lot of the times I'll, I'll run into people, maybe I'm in the Mall of America in Minnesota, and they'll go, hey, what's up? And I was thinking, aren't they curious what I'm doing here? Like, wouldn't you say, are you from Minnesota? Are you dating somebody in Minnesota? Are you shooting something in Minnesota? Are you doing work? They just say hi, and then that's it. It's so strange to me. I find 
People aren't curious. If you're curious like me, I find a lot of people are incurious. I love that word. Uh, a lot of incuriosity out there. But if you're curious like me, like if you hear a song like 500 Miles and you hear a word in the song and you think all night you're thinking about that word and then you get up and research that word. If you're like that, this is your podcast. You're home. You found it. Welcome home. Welcome home to What's Wrong with Orny Adams. This is the 15th episode. Originally, we edited out the, the beginning where I time stamp it. And I and I and I say who's on the episode and the date, but we're leaving it in there. So enjoy this. The fifteenth episode. A throwback to February twenty twenty with my friend, comedian, and visionary, Tom Green. All right, let's do that again. Okay, so we got Tom Green, yeah. February seventeenth. Yeah, absolutely. Twenty twenty in studio. We're gonna start the show. Is the mic on? Just another sunny day. Sorry, I shouldn't. Hey, I was there the other day. What kind of ketchup are you guys using? Because that's not Heinz, right? No, it's not. Okay. What is the brand? Can you give me one more message? Yeah. Yes, hi. Oh, hey, I was there the other day. What what kind of ketchup are you guys using? It's not Heinz, right? We used to use Heinz. This one is called uh, House. Oh, it's just called House? Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Do people like I that? Mean, you, you don't like you don't like it? No, I I hated it. I love Heinz. Oh, really? Okay, because before we we switched, we did a, a, a taste test here, and most of the customers they prefer House. They do, but yeah, but ask for Heinz next time. Oh, do you I'll have? Make sure to have some Heinz bottles. Yeah. Oh, you guys are amazing! Absolutely, I was going to bring my own. Yeah, we just we just respond to the customers, you know. We always do taste tests, and you know, whatever the customers pick, we put it on. What? When did you switch? Uh, we switched about three months ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, I could tell. My vote is down for Heinz. Okay. All right. Sienna, three and a half years old from Los Angeles. What's wrong with Orny Adams? He doesn't have another special. The world needs it. <laughs> the world does need another special of his. The problem is godlessness, horny. Without God, there is no heaven or hell. And why not steal and, and kill? You see a lot of empty people out there. That's the problem. And you know what, horny? <laughs> You're the problem. So horny and godlessness in that order. Hi, Orny. This is Renee from Pensacola, Florida. And I think what's wrong with the world is we forgot how to mind our own business. What's wrong with you? Absolutely nothing. Love you. Bye. Orny doesn't even respect turtles. Do you want someone like that representing you in comedy? The answer is yes. This is Dan in Tahunga. Hey, can I say the things that are not wrong with Orny? You know, to save a little time. Thanks, Dan in Kowunga. Wherever that, where is that? He didn't even mention one thing right about me. Let's, you were, uh, were going to tell me what happened one, last night? Hang on one second. Let's, oh yeah. Let's do the opening sequence first. And then we'll, uh, last night, yeah. I was at the improv. I, I might be done having guests on this show. That's 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 the bottom line. It's humiliating asking your friends to be on the show. The original format for What's Wrong with Orny Adams was going to be that I, it was just me in a studio alone because I didn't want to have to be dependent on people. I was going to go yeah. out and record people on the road with my Zoom and then bring it back here, edit it, and not be dependent because I didn't want this to happen. So, all right, last night I'm at the improv. I'm about to go on, and I saw uh, another comedian sitting at the bar who's who's done very well. Okay, the guy's he's done film and television, and I'm friends with the guy. 
Like, this is a guy I've hung out with. I've gone out drinking. We've done road gigs together. Uh-huh. Like, like I don't feel like this is a big ask. And he's sitting at the at the bar, and I said, um, I told him what I was doing. And he said, oh, you're doing a podcast. Like, really condescending, like it's a dirty word. Yeah. Like, oh, you're doing, oh, you, another another comedian with a podcast. Uh-huh. Which, you know, I, I guess I can kind of see that. But And then I said, well, how about... Just because I'm going on in a second, could you just record quickly? I, I have the recorder in my hand. This is how pathetic it is. I've got the recorder in my hand, and it's blinking, ready to, you know, hit record. Could you just say, hey, this is so-and-so. Uh, you know, you're listening to What's Wrong with Orny. And, and uh, he just sort of like <laughs> laughed at me, looked down and said, yeah. uh, no. Like, no. I was up all night thinking about that No. And I'm not going to tell you who it is because I don't think that that matters. Like, I don't need to call the mm-hmm. the person out. But I didn't know he thought he was that much further along in the business. I didn't realize he thought he was that much better. Like, like I understand he's doing, like, other projects like film and television. But to me, like, you, you better be a killer on stage. If you're a killer on stage, then I then I respect you. Yeah. I, I just, it was, I was up all night, and like, I'm thinking, that's what, that's what's wrong. That's what's wrong is me having to book my own guests. Hey, this is Jamie Kennedy. I'll tell you what's wrong with Orny Adams. Nothing. He's one of the greatest in our business. Thanks, Jamie. You want to come on the podcast? Yes. Let all me right. know. Got great big eyes. What's his name? Think it's Ordi. 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 Adam. Adam. Put them together. What do you got? You got Ordi Adam. Ah, that is great. Thank you to friend and comedian Rick Corso for sending in his version of the theme song. Later in the show, I'll tell you how you can submit your own version. But first, today... That's Harlem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This version's Harlem. (laughs) All new episode of What's Wrong with Orny Adams. Today, I welcome Tom Green to Big Yellow. Find out what went wrong the first time Tom Green and I met. <laughs> and what's wrong with fans having internet access in restaurants? What are you What are you looking up? Your network. <laughs> Did you say network? They know if I have enough money to pick up the tab. Are you guys taking care of my check? No, are you taking care of ours? No. Also, what's wrong with my opening acts? Waiting for Trey. You don't even have a car. I thought you had a car. I mean, at least have a car. Oh, no. That and so much more on episode three of my comedy journal, What's Wrong with Orny Adams? Welcome to Big Yellow, Tom Green. Wow, this is a slick production here. Yeah, this I, is very impressive. Thank you. Yeah, not just impressive being here in your beautiful home and your uh, incredible uh, outdoor retro trailer, but just the, the editing and all the, the production value and uh, in there. You know, this isn't like one of these... 
you know, run-of-the-mill podcasts. I told you, you were so yeah. concerned. You said, oh, if I come on, is this going to be like, we're just going to talk about all the things I've already talked about. Yeah, no, I, I, I like this better just to listen to your stuff. And <laughs> you don't have to, I don't have to say anything. <laughs> no, I I've could... been here for like 45 minutes now just listening to you t- <laughs> <laughs> talking to people it's been it, great it brought me so much yeah. joy yeah just watching you like you nodding your head because i have such respect uh, for tom green well you know uh thanks um you know listen i i started doing rate call i did college radio that's how i kind of started doing uh you know all what i did and uh yeah so i used to always like go out in the street and edit stuff and cut it together on tape and you know, I, I literally would have to cut it on a reel-to-reel tape back right. in the '80s. You know, wow. it looks, makes me sound really old, but I mean, it was just because I was I was 16 doing it. But you know, like cutting tape with a with a, a grease pencil and a razor blade, and and then taping the tape back together so I could. That, that was how we. That's edit why it's radio. called cut and paste. A yeah. lot of people don't don't understand yeah. that. Yeah, and I was just doing that to to go out in the street to do stuff. So and then you know, you, I would do it, and I'd make these carts, and then I'd sort of like this. I'd have little things to play back on my show. But, you know, people don't do that, you know, that much these days. You know, they just kind of go on and talk. It's nice to have some pre-production here. That's pretty cool. They're really cool, really cool. Congratulations. Been... Congratulations. Thanks. So, so glad that you had me to, to as your first guest. Too. <laughs> uh, now, you know I asked you. What's that? But you were out of town. You were in another country. Yeah, no, I think I'm so happy to be the first guest. I mean, it's an honor and what? <laughs> well, this is number three, episode three. But in my heart, you're the first guest. And I wish... I, I wish everybody respected, like, to watch you when those clips were rolling. It, oh, it, you, you did another one already? Or? We did. Um, oh, okay. This is uh, season five <laughs> of What's Wrong with Orny Adams. No, I know. You had Harland on, right? I had Harlan episode two. I had yeah. Christelle Alonzo, episode yeah. one. Yeah, absolutely. I have to have people on that I feel comfortable with. Yeah, I can't true. feel so is that is that about it, then, for the show? You know, Three people you're comfortable with? Or we is... might. You saw all the fighting. Is there more people you're comfortable you know, with? With, with the crew over here. Yeah. I've got Alex and Ernesto. And it's... I wasn't going to say anything about it, but since you brought it up, I figured we could talk about the fighting with the crew. Well, I mean, shouldn't they have headsets on when we come in to record? I mean, I don't think that's asking too much. I spent Listen, a lot of money on headsets and splitters. And... You remember when I did the WebOvision at my house? I called it WebOvision. I, I thought that was so innovative. Back in the day. It was kind of reminds me of this because it was in my house and I had a TV studio and I had a couple of young young uh, technical uh, geniuses like yourselves at my uh, at my uh, Beck house. and call yeah I mean yeah. you could do that and I I would find that what happens is I, I feel like I'm probably a lot like you in that sense I would get sort of a certain amount of anxiety when the show is about to start mm-hmm. and also there was always something technically that would go wrong there's just inevitably always something that would go wrong yeah um, and uh, you know I, I would find myself getting sometimes a little snappy mm-hmm. with uh, with the crew because, um, uh, you know, it was weird. It was the early days of uh, internet broadcasting, so the stream would go down. I'd be frustrated. And ultimately, I ended up uh, feeling kind of bad about it afterwards and uh, oh. ended up uh, quitting my own show because yeah. of it. Wow. Yeah. I-, I love that show because I was in your living room in your house, and you could go up anytime. <laughs> we would do you did sh- it for years, years and years and yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, I remember one you time know- we just went, we did a show, and then we just went up to your house after the show, and you had a switch. Mm-hmm. You- and I go, I'm so jealous that tom has a house yeah i didn't have a house at the time Mm -hmm. and that you had a studio in it and maybe that inspired me because Mm -hmm. i said i am not doing a podcast yeah until i can do it in my house yeah i feel comfortable like this and we're Mm -hmm. actually in my backyard in a shasta trailer it's amazing and you know i feel very comfortable and and I appreciate that you respect the work that Alex and I and Ernesto did editing all these clips. Because that opening sequence that yeah. took three days to edit—that's yeah. six minutes—and yeah. 
and it took months. I think I've been collecting clips on the road for a year. I'm going to play you some clips today of me in Dallas, and and then I'm in uh, uh, another city, uh, and, and you'll see. Yeah. You'll see. But I have such respect for Tom Green, my guest today, and, and everything you've done, and I've agreed not to talk about it, which I... I totally respect. Oh, we can talk about anything, but I also like just talking about like random stuff too, because this is one thing that I've I've been noticing lately. We were talking about this last week, you know, because you know we all go on a lot of podcasts, and certainly when we're tr- touring, we do the radio shows mm-hmm. all around the country. And you know how like lately it seems like when I go on a radio show and the host says to me, "So you're from Pembroke, Ontario?" Okay. I immediately know that they've read my Wikipedia page because I was born in Pembroke, Ontario, a yeah. little town north of Ottawa. I never lived there. Right. I was born in the hospital there. I was, uh-huh. And then I just know what the interview is going to be. It's going to be sort of a, this is a rehashing of your Wikipedia page. You know? At and least they, they go read. down and they talk about every little thing on the Wikipedia page. Yeah. And so then it ends up being the same interview over and over again. So I just know that, you know, you and I like riff on stuff. So it'll be fun to just kind of like talk about stuff like, you know, the flamingos, for instance. You have nice <laughs> style. You have a nice sense of style. Did at you your see house. the flamingos outside of the trailer? I did not, but you have nice ceramic flamingos here on the table. Got them at and the it, uh, Flamingo Hotel in Las Vegas when I was performing at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. Oh, amazing. Yeah, Everything so, I have has a memory. There's plants. Is that a? Uh, is that what's called a, uh, a succulent? I, I bought this. is a succulent. And a I, succulent. I bought this when I was walking home. I got a call from my agent, and he mm. said, you just booked this gig in Monte Carlo, France. And when he told me how much money it was, it was more money than I'd ever been paid. And, so you uh, bought yourself a $10 succulent? Uh, at, at Ralph's, <laughs> to remind myself. But all these things, these are all memories. Everything is here on purpose. But And but, and you buy flowers for yourself. <laughs> you're so... Every uh, day. Yeah. For, a year, for, for 15 years, 20 years, you said? My entire life. Because I, I walked into your beautiful new house here, uh, and, and, and all throughout the house, there's lilies and daffodil i don't know anything about flowers lilacs yeah. and like what kind of flowers are those in there little like uh, you know like nice flowers they and, bring me so much joy and they're like fresh cut flowers yes. and i said like these these aren't they aren't plants they're like freshly cut like right. you get them at the grocery store or or where do you get them i just i'll I'll see some flowers and I'll pull over and I'll buy them. And you cut them and you put them in water and the house smells like fresh cut flowers. And it's just a very surprising sort of trait of yours that I didn't know that you had. (laughs) Well, you said, this is a bit. This is a yeah. bit. No, I, I mean, love they. When I wake up and see these flowers, they bring me such joy. Yeah, and nobody else seems that impressed by it. I, you know, I'll bring women over and I'll say, "Look at my flowers," and yeah. they don't. They don't care. Well, they think you just did it to try to get laid. Probably mm-hmm. they think you just did it because they're there. One of the few things I know that's not the case, right? Thank you. Yes, you're friending. You that's know. not why you cut flowers, right? When I, I came attention. over, <laughs> you're not trying to get laid, are you? No, definitely not. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> Let's talk about the first night we met. Uh-huh. Do you remember the first time we ever met? Uh, was it at Byron Allen? Yeah. 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 Because I was trying to remember, we, we were doing this show called Comics Unleashed. Yeah. In fact, I, I wrote the year down, mm-hmm. 2006. The other guests on the show were George Wallace. Mm-hmm. Mark- Let me try and remember. Yeah. Uh, John Lovitz. No. No? No, I don't think so. I think he was there, yeah. Mark Marin. Mark Marin was yeah. there. Yeah, I knew that, yeah. Yeah. Who else was there? That's us. Us four in Byron. Okay. And it's it was called Comics Unleashed. Yeah, I think John Lovitz too. Yeah. Was he? I think so. It's not listed. Okay, maybe. Because I've never seen it because mm. I, I was too embarrassed to watch. Uh, <laughs> How do you think I feel? It was 2006. I'm the one that should be embarrassed by that. No, no. Here's the funny <laughs> thing. So 
we're on this show and it was like a factory. I think they do like six tapings in a day. Because mm-hmm. the there are co- people for the next show waiting. And oh, remember yeah. Remember Norm MacDonald was right. backstage and right. Dax Shepard and all these people. Right, right, right. And that's part of the story. So we go on the show hmm. and it's about to start. And, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't let Byron do his thing, which I loved. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Yeah. You know, because let's be honest, it's sort of like, it's very scripted. It's like, hey, come in with your five jokes. And mm-hmm. like, there's no segues. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, like all of a sudden you're, you're talking about, uh, you know, getting a, a speeding ticket. And then mm-hmm. they'll go, speaking of speeding tickets, yeah. Tom, you're, you're from doing Canada. Material. Yeah, you're doing material on a talk yeah. show and you go from one person to the other. I, I, I mean, I'll let you finish setting this up and, and giving your take on it. But then I'm going to have a, sort of a, a short explanation. I well. hate your explanation because I love what you did on the yeah. show. We've <laughs> talked about this privately yeah and i i love you got the first thing you did was mm-hmm. there were sh- there were shark tanks yeah shark tanks all uh, on the set like an aquarium yeah yeah an aquarium now yeah. you don't put tom green on a show with an aquarium well and not expect him to get up and stick his hand not not in 2003 anyways and stick your hand in the aquarium mm-hmm. try and capture you might be fish. safe today with that but in 2003 i was a different cat but that's you invite Tom Green mm-hmm. on your show because you want that to happen, yeah, yeah. and I was loving it. I was loving it. Then By the you, way, I never used the word cat ever. I like it just turned into like Dennis Miller or something like that. I was I, a different cat. Back oh, in I, 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 two thousand three. We're gonna edit who, that who, out. Who calls himself a cat? I'll be edited out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> then you get I love up. Dennis Miller, by the way. I think he would call use the word cat in that way. He's yeah, I'm a cool cat, you know, but I, I don't I don't say that about myself ever. That off white album, yeah, was on. That's Dennis Miller. Was I love unbelievable. Dennis Miller. Yeah, love and Dennis Miller. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Anyway, continue. So now, mm-hmm. none of us were doing that well mm-hmm. uh, on the show. Uh, at least I wasn't. It, like everything was landing flat. And it, it felt very... Now, what you should know is, I'm not saying this show, but a lot of shows, when things aren't going well in post, they add laughter or whatever mm-hmm. to sweeten it. You stood up, went into the audience. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Do you remember yeah. what you said? No. I remember just running around and mm-hmm. sort of like a chicken with my head cut off, mm-hmm. going into the audience. Oh, it was great. Goofing around, yeah. You yelled, this audience sucks! <laughs> Right, right, Orny. You point, and you called me out. Now I, I was just excited that you even knew oh, me. Oh boy, you're making me feel better about this. It yeah. sounds kind of funny now. He said, "This audience, you're a stand-up comedian, Orny. Right? You work on the road every week. This audience sucks, right? Really? Okay. And I think I probably said, "Yeah, I think they do kind of suck." Like I, I was on on your side. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And what happened was the audience, if they didn't like me before, which I got that sense, I got the sense they didn't even want to be there mm-hmm. to begin with. After that, they hated me. They didn't laugh at a- anything. Probably were a paid audience there all mm-hmm. day, six shows a day, and they exhausted. Said, I was supposed to do the next show. Mm-hmm. That I was supposed to do two shows in one day. And the next show I was supposed to do with Norm MacDonald. Mm-hmm. And they came up to me backstage and I said, listen, you know, this audience doesn't seem to really like you. <laughs> Maybe it's better if you don't uh, do the second show. Uh, I ruined it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Norm, <laughs> we were in Norm's telling him this, in his green room, telling him the story. And yeah. he went off. He went off on Byron and was just like, who does he think? He, like, he really. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And a PA came in. And lifted up Norm's shirt and shut his mic off. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So his mic was on while he was saying all this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then on the second show, which I was supposed to be on, Norm uh, was on the panel. And when Byron threw it to him for the first time and said, hey, Norm, you know, whatever this is, you, you like uh, 
uh, chicken wings, right? And Norm's supposed to do his chicken wing yeah. joke. Yeah, yeah. This is how great the setups are. Yeah, yeah. Norm- Which is always makes it so hard to do stand up in that on a on a panel in that kind of way because right. it just takes all the spontaneity out of it and then you know everyone knows you're doing a bit and then it, it exactly and norm, yeah. and, and norm said uh, i have a question for you byron you could probably do a better norm than me he goes hey i don't know he's from ottawa maybe he has that ottawa accent there huh? i don't ever really i don't really do impressions but yeah. he just eh. with like such confidence yeah i, I will love norm mcdonald for life mm-hmm. because of this he said uh i have a a question for you, Byron. Where's Orny Adams? <laughs> Isn't he supposed to be on this show too? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Byron, you know, and I'll Byron will never work with me again. I'm sure, you know. But Not after this podcast, but I love. I was hoping for another shot, but I guess that's done now too. <laughs> you, you were. I saw you on his daytime show, right? Was that you? Uh, possibly. Okay. I, 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 I listen. Here's, here's what I love. About yeah. that. And mm-hmm. then you can apologize and say you were a different person. But the show is called Comics Unleashed. Yeah, Unleashed. Yeah. And Right. First of all, when do comics ever feel leashed? Yeah. We're on stage. We yeah. say whatever we want all the time. Then they put Tom Green on, who yeah. was known for these stunts. I was, got just, this. I was too unleashed. No, you weren't. You were <laughs> unbelievable. If I was, I would pray for a guest like you every day. In fact, right now, if you want to walk around and, and rip shit out of my trailer, go have fun. Be 2000 and six well here's the thing that's that's kind of like i think what happened okay so you know i i did stand up when i was a teenager but i hadn't really been doing it you know for you know years at this point i you know in the last last you know 12 years or so i've been doing it again but this was before that i didn't have an act i didn't have material at that time you were a personality yeah i was a goofball i'd make funny videos right so they asked me to come on the show and you know all of a sudden i'm sort of realizing where the format is everyone tells a joke as it goes around it would get to me well i didn't have a joke so i'd jump in the aquarium great then it comes to the next guy and they'll come back to me and i run up in the audience great and i always kind of and that was at a time where you know i kind of you know when i was growing up like when i was growing up and dreaming about what would be the perfect thing to happen to me in my life? The, the the answer was always, I would love to be able to be a guest on talk shows and go on and just go apeshit crazy the way, you know, Andy Kaufman or, or you know. Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah people Every- would. You know, when Robin Williams would go on or, you know, uh, Chris Elliott on Letterman and they'd just mm-hmm. go nuts and sort of, de- I, sort of deconstruct yeah. the entire sort of, uh, you know, format of the show. So, uh, you know, I kind of sort of in hindsight, though, I kind of feel like, like maybe it was it was it was weird because I was sharing the stage with you guys. And mm-hmm. here I am with all these brilliant comics and I'm kind of running around, kind of uh, drawing too much attention to myself. So I feel a little bad about that. But whatever. Yeah. I think about you every time I get my one residual check from Comics Unleashed because yeah. I think this should be two. Yeah. But Tom Green, mm-hmm. Tom Green, you've cost me a lot of money. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I think it's great. Look, when Robin Williams would be on any show, I would have to tune in because I said, this guy, he's not yeah. going to stay in the chair. Yeah. And that's what I love. I love the spontaneity. I love just, where is this going to go? Yeah. I don't yeah. like people just sitting there uh, leashed, if I yeah. may. Yeah. If I may. Do you remember the first time you met Harlan Williams? Yes, I do. Did you know Tom back in Canada? I met Tom when I was doing stand-up in the early years. I went to his city, which is Ottawa, Canada, mm-hmm. And Tom was a fan of mine, and he'd come to the shows. 
And one day, him and his buddy, after the show, they walked up to me and said, Mr. Williams, can we take you for a submarine sandwich? <laughs> and <laughs> I said, you know what? He called you Mr. Williams? Yeah, Mr. Williams, I think. <laughs> I and, did. And, and I, did. I said, you know what? These kids, I can tell they waited. They liked me. I said, let's do it. So yeah. I, I went and had a submarine sandwich with them. Little did I know, years later, he'd be one of my best buddies. That's amazing. So it's, yep. it's pretty cool. Wow. Tom, I hope you're having fun on Orny's podcast. Yeah. Have fun, Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> I don't get the whole Jerry like joke. right here. Yeah. I tried to get in on the Jerry joke. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll text him out of the blue and I'll say, screw Jerry. Yeah. And he's like, what? I don't get it. <laughs> like you're not allowed in on this joke. <laughs> you're not allowed. But well, is that, that are you that much younger than Harlan? I think maybe eight or nine years younger. Yeah. So when he, he was probably in his early mid twenties, he was probably 25 years old or maybe he was like 24 years old mm-hmm. and I was probably 15. Wow. Yeah. And I was doing stand up at Yuck Yucks and, and as an amateur, and they called it amateur night, but open mic nights. And I would go down to the club every week. And they called me Little Tommy Green from down the street. And uh-huh. Harland and Norm MacDonald, who we talked about both now, were my two favorite stand up comedians in the world. And uh, at that time, it was a completely different time in stand up. First of all, Norm and Harland hadn't hadn't made it yet. You know, they were just up in Canada. Uh, you know, they were big, big headliners in Canada. Hadn't come to the States yet. I remember when uh, all of a sudden I heard that Norm was doing a Letterman spot, and then he got Saturday Night Live, and then Harlan did Letterman, and I remember looking at that going, oh my God, you can you can get out of Canada and be a comedian. <laughs> so it was very, very exciting. Is that the goal of every Canadian comic, is to get out of Canada? Well, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's nothing about you know it's nothing about getting out of canada it's not a like from a patriotic standpoint we all love canada uh it's sort of more comparable to like if you're a stand-up comedian in cincinnati you know do you want to stay there or do you want to come to la or new york you know it's the same kind of thing you want to go to where the action is yeah Yeah. and now you're really good friends with harlan yeah we're we're like great friends yeah great friends i'll be seeing harlan later today yeah and And uh, is he has he been down to your house can i say where your house is well yeah yeah, you post about on social media you have a house in costa rica yeah yeah he's been down absolutely oh yeah yeah. a couple times yeah Mm. yeah and uh how many times have i been down uh you know what uh you're invited Mm -hmm. you're invited so how does that work i didn't know i was invited how did harlan end up there uh invited him and he just invited him did he bring a suit a bathing suit? No, like a. Uh, like oh yeah, well that's what partly where Jerry's came from. Yeah, we went down. Oh, I've got so many Tom Green stories. When we were in Costa Rica together, me and Tom were uh, down on the beach, <laughs> and we shot a little video of me and him being marooned <laughs> on a deserted island, and we we both went out into the ocean, and and we were both wearing three piece suits. We we took three piece really? suits. To Costa Rica. and Just to shoot this? Yeah, mm-hmm. Tom didn't know. I said, Tom, we're going to Costa Rica. Bring a suit and a tie and a dress shirt. And he's mm-hmm. like, why? Why am I doing this? And I said, just trust me. God, what, what were you going to say? No, I'm just saying it's true. It's all yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. So he did it, and we cut. I said, now give me some scissors, and we cut them all up and shredded them. And then uh, I, I, his girlfriend was with us at the time, and we said, now film us. We're going to go out into the water and just let the waves wash us in like we're oh. just washing in from a plane crash. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And, and I love the fact that you guys are in suits, but you would never be in suits in real life. <laughs> yeah, in real life. But but for this, so, so she filmed it and we washed in and it, and it was, we used it in a little series we did called Washed Up, like an Instagram series. But it was just so fun, me and Tom playing on that beach and acting like we were marooned and. 
a couple of morons marooned, and we were eating plants and eating water bottles and spearing fish. And that was a really fun story for me and Tom, one of many. I mean, we've done some movies together, and we've been friends. Did you really cut up your suit? Hockey team. We've done. It was uh, some old suit that we brought, you know. Did he tell you to bring an old suit? Yeah. Oh, he did. Okay. It was some old, junky suit. Yeah. That's. That to me is so Tom Green. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're quirky, and so is Harlan's really quirky. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do we know the, the real quirkiest. Tom Green? Do mm-hmm. we know the real Tom Green? Um. Well, you know, I mean, I I would say so. I would say so. I mean, I you know certainly with my, you know, podcasts and the web shows over the last ten years, I've been a little bit less in character than I was when I was on Comics Unleashed or doing my show on MTV, which was sort of more of a character in a yeah. way. The character of, you know, I'm on TV, let's do something crazy. Right. So, uh, but I mean, I, I don't know, that's a hard thing to define, you know, because we all have, you know, somebody that is, you know, the real us mm-hmm. that's inside us. And then when we get up on stage, we're putting on a performance so it's hard to say. It's hard to say if, if I even know the real Tom Green. I don't know. Yeah. Do you love social media or hate social media? I uh, I definitely use it all the time, and I, I don't hate it, and uh, I don't love it. Uh, I think it's really cool that we're living in this transitional time and with technology, and uh, Cause it's, it's great for, for what we do, you know, yeah. where we want to be able to co- communicate directly with with our audience and not have to go through a network or, or have sort yeah, of gatekeepers that prevent yeah. us from living our dreams yeah. of being broadcasters or comedians. We can take control. I mean, control. look what we're doing here right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's insane. Yeah. It's it really like, is. That's how I, and that's how I started. You know, it was like, oh, I really want to get a TV show. Well, no one will ever give me a TV show, so I just made my own TV show. And that's now, now that's, everybody can do that now. You know? Do you ever fantasize how much different your career would have been if the internet was around back then? I don't think it would have happened, actually. Really? Because what I think really, you know, I was able to do, luckily, was I figured it out before anybody else did. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I was doing all these videos and, you know, shooting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these prank videos, nobody had done that yet. So I was, you know, when you're the only one doing it, you're the best at it, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, I had all these videos, MTV heard about it, and yeah. it was, you know, but I, I, the, I can see it would be very hard today. You know, I, I mean, it's actually part of the reason why I don't do prank videos anymore, because there's just a sea of prank videos out mm-hmm. there. It just feels like it would be kind of hard to uh, really even, I like when things are different, you know, when yeah. things stand out and they're completely different. And, you know, I'm on TikTok now. And I'm, I'm going through TikTok, <laughs> and I'm, look, I'm looking at TikTok, and people are doing, like, a lot of bits that I used to do, you know, and I'm just thinking every day I see somebody doing, you know, jumping up on a, you know, a, painting their parents' house or paint, yeah. painting their friends' cars and all this stuff. We're going to play you a, yeah. a clip in a second that involves TikTok. I'm yeah. glad you brought it. It is TikTok, Alex? It's a TikTok, yes. Yeah, I like TikTok. Yeah, we, we don't, uh, we can't... Uh, I couldn't figure out if it was TikTok, TikTok, Tik, you know. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok, yeah. TikTok. I like it, actually. I you do. do. Like, I like TikTok. I think that's probably something that, uh, you know, if you're always looking at the cusp or what's the cutting what's edge. What's next? I think that's probably it right now. I think it's a good time to get on TikTok. I, be- I believe so. Uh, hold on one second. Oh, you know what? We're not going to hold on one second. Yeah, we don't have to hold on. No, why are we doing that? Yeah. Why are you telling I me I love we have the to do technology that? here, by the way. Yeah. I love this. I love the studio setup. I actually, 
you know, it's amazing to see, you know, I won't say the exact, I won't say exactly what you're using because I don't want to, you know, put out your trade secrets to all the other podcasters out there that are going to, you know, steal your, your, your style, but I'm definitely getting one of those. Yeah. I hope you do. Got some great equipment here. It's fun. Is it? And, and I get to run everything, control yeah, everything. No, it's so, a really nice piece of equipment you got there. Do you wish you had helped? I had asked you, of course you shot me down because you didn't, I asked you to be on the podcast. You're like, great. And I was like, do you want to make one of the theme songs? Oh and yeah, you were like, uh, no. I'll I'll get one. To, I'll yeah, get one sure. to you eventually. Because the original one is Harlan. This yeah, is Harlan and his cousin, uh, Kevin Hearn, who's in the bare yeah, naked. Well, see ladies. that you're better off going with the bare naked ladies. I mean, nice. And fans have been sending in different versions. One person played it on the Sounds violin. Like Neil Young. That's great. Yeah, and then Rick Corso sent one in today and. You sounded like Bob Dylan. That's yeah. Kevin Hearn. It's just fun. Oh, yeah. No, that's it's great. It's fun. It's I'll interactive. Get I'll get one for you. Will you? Yeah. You're not just saying that. Yeah. You know I record music and stuff. That's why I asked you, because you record music. I go, Tom's perfect. And if Tom does the theme for the show that he's on, how much better could this be? Uh, I see. I see. That's what I was... That's oh, why. okay. But you I didn't see. know... Like, I thought you meant you wanted a permanent one. I was like, I was going to have to no. like, I have to work hard on that. And I, no. I, you spent... You know, listen, Harlan and his cousin... It took a time to come up with a good song and record it all, and I didn't I didn't think I had time to do it, so... No, I was going to give you this, and then you just do your version. Oh, okay. Well, I could do that for you. Yeah, we're getting... Just uh, an off-the-cuff one. Yeah, yeah, people from all over the world, if you want to submit... This you have is, a guitar handy, I could do it right if now. you... Sure. Yes, you... Want to be part of this podcast? Send your submissions to what's wrong at bornyadams.com. And I'm not going to spell it out. It's so simple. If you can't figure out the address what's wrong at bornyadams.com, then I don't want your submission. That's what's wrong. I mean, be thankful I'm even inviting you to be on the podcast. Look forward to your submissions. This is my question. Do they crack eggs in the kitchen or do they buy them like in a carton? They buy them in the carton for the omelet. All the other eggs, you know, are going to be cracked. Can they crack them for the omelet? Absolutely. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 I can taste the difference. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. So it's a build your own. So you get to choose a cheese and three items from the vegetable and meat section. Oh, all right. So let's do feta, do asparagus and mushrooms. Let's do spinach. Okay. And they'll they'll crack those eggs for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with whether breakfast places are using real eggs or not. Like, we go to a place down the street. Yeah. And I ask them, Do you, are you cracking eggs? Or are you using the, those cartons? Mm, yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed. Like an egg mix. Yeah. It's not powdered eggs. Oh, some of the hotels we stay at use powdered eggs. Really? But this is just kind of like it's pre-cracked, loaded into a carton, and they just pour it onto the thing. I can taste the difference. Yeah, really? Drives me nuts. Yeah. I mean, how long are they in those cartons for? Uh, longer than they're in the hen. Yeah. You know, is there a shortage of hens? Yeah. It just seems like it would take a while to crack every individual egg and all that stuff. Yeah. That's their job. Yeah. They're a breakfast place. Yeah. Like you're, you're called morning sunshine and then you're just opening up a carton. So do they, at at our favorite place that we won't talk about? Real Real eggs. eggs. I would think so. I only go to real eggs. I'm obsessed with this. Uh, but this is one of those things like what's wrong with, eggs it, it could be what's wrong with me i might be one of the few people that really cares about this i think a lot of people just don't even think about it or maybe are not even aware of that yeah because i've heard of that once forgot about it 
and uh, I'm now being reminded of it, and I'm now thinking, wow, that is that common? I don't even know. It's more common than Cartons you think. Cartons of, of pre-cracked eggs? Yeah, I can taste it. Yeah. I'm gonna, in a future episode, I'm going to discuss all this, but I, when I yeah. was in North Carolina once, I went to the breakfast place, and I said, these aren't real fresh cracked eggs. And they said, no, no, they are. And then I went back the next day with my opening act, and I said, these aren't real, right? And I asked another waiter, waitress. They said, no, no, we crack them every day. We went out into the dumpster. Yeah, and you found the, we found the, the cartons. cartons. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, You're like I, doing like an, a, a sixty minutes expose on this place. Yeah, I mean, I'm like this. They didn't know who they were fucking dealing with. No, <laughs> same with the ketchup. Don't try and switch your ketchup on me. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. a place in L.A. Uh-huh. A restaurant, and I go, this ketchup is different. Yeah, and I, I could taste the difference. Mm-hmm. There's Heinz. There's mm. no other ketchup. Mm. There's Heinz and everywhere, everything else. Yeah. Like, well, see, you're not feeling this. This is so well, this might be a what's wrong well, with the no, you, you, you saw me react. Uh, you saw me think about something there and, and react in a way that you weren't expecting, right? Yeah. 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 You saw it in my eyes, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. And I didn't like it. No, well, it's, oh. I traditionally <laughs> would be a Heinz guy, but they, they've, as a Canadian, they've done some sort of uh, stuff that the Canadians aren't happy about. They stopped in Canada traditionally over the last. <laughs> You know, whatever decades and decades, yeah. Heinz has used Canadian tomatoes in Canada to yeah. make their ketchup. They stopped doing that two years ago, so a lot of Canadians have a problem with Heinz right now. So we switched to you know other brands of that use Canadian tomatoes in Canada. Really? Yeah. I didn't know. I did not realize the politics behind yeah. uh, ketchup, Heinz. Canadian ketchup. And politics. you guys are big on your ketchup. Like you've got your ketchup uh, chips. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. We, we love it. So. We don't have. When Heinz, I go to Canada, Heinz I, doesn't know who they're fucking messing with. It's so funny because when that clip came on at the beginning during the cold open, I go, Tom is, Tom's upset. Yeah. There's ketchup. Yeah. No, it really threw me. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that restaurant. You can go to that restaurant. I wasn't worrying or upset, but I was actually thinking about it when I was listening to that. You were thinking this is. I didn't want to get all political on the show, Mm -hmm. but now that we're talking about it, that's what's going on. (laughs) I can't believe ketchup is dividing the world right now. It's, uh, you know, there's, there's just not enough to argue about. We need, we need ketchup. Too. Where is Heinz getting their tomatoes from now? Well, they're, I think they're using American tomatoes. Do you think maybe... They're making the ketchup in America, and they're shipping it up to Canada. Any chance maybe your tomatoes weren't up to par? Are you willing to no, accept no, that? No, no, they just want to close down, uh, they close down their manufacturing plant in Canada. Uh-huh, but maybe your, your tomatoes started to suck. And by the way, now we're crossing into an area where I actually don't have enough information, so I'm mm-hmm. making shit up. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but... But I know it's something like that. Yeah. 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 Full uh, disclosure. Do you take your opening acts out uh, for lunch or breakfast on the road? Do you hang out with your opening uh, acts? I have. I have done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I, you know, like when I'm in a city, uh, a lot of times the last couple of years, I'll just work with local comic, you know? Yeah. And uh, usually I just meet him at the show, you yeah. know? And usually I just kind of sleep all day. Tom um, Green, what makes a great opening act? Oh, well, uh, you know, there's, I I like when they're funny. Mm -hmm. It's always helpful. I I mean, some people might. Do you find a lot of the times they aren't funny? Uh, I find a lot of the times they are funny, Mm -hmm. which I actually find great. I mean, and, 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 and sometimes they aren't, uh, but, uh, I am actually impressed with the amount of talent out there in this country, you know, as Mm -hmm. you travel around, go to every city and I, and, and everybody's, I love being part of the. You know the comedy community, and everybody's very supportive of each other. I had a lot of, I had comedians like Harland when I was their age or mm-hmm. younger, and the headliner would come into town, like Harland, and uh, give me advice, and I, and I feel like that it's important as 
headlining comedians who are going out and working with people who are newer at this to to give them support and advice because uh, we all got it ourselves at one point. And uh, so, no, I think it's great. I mean, I've never really had a problem with uh, yeah. with any. But any... you don't need anything specific. You don't want them to help you write jokes or uh, no hang no. out during the day or not really. I mean. Uh, I mean, there's uh, usually I'm more of a hangout with them after the show kind of, kind of, kind of guy. You know, like you know, go get a drink after the show or whatever. Yeah. I tend to my daytimes on the road tend to be pretty solitary. Huh. I, I I chill out at the hotel. I, I uh, do you I, leave I, the hotel a lot? Do you go for walks? If I'm in a if I'm in a city where the ho- the hotel is kind of downtown, mm-hmm. but if I'm in one of these you know mall shows, yeah. you know, then I tend to just stay around the hotel. The you know? worst. Yeah. The a lot more of them these days yeah. because that's just kind of the way the world is is going you know the downtowns are becoming you know a lot of things are moving out to these sort of suburbs and stuff which is cool but do you get bummed on the road at all no more than just in regular day-to-day life yeah. uh i actually love i like being on the road i find i find like if i'm home for too long i start to get stir crazy mm-hmm. and then that kind of gets me a little anxious mm-hmm. and then if i'm on the road too much the same thing happens then i get homesick so i'm the same way yeah i find a nice happy medium medium this year maybe I, we just don't want to be where we are you know uh it's possible i mean I'm, i have to really think about how i about breaking down how i would describe this and how much i want to reveal yeah reveal a lot on the show because uh you know you're really getting deep into my psyche here Sometimes I like to keep some of these little things to myself. Well, let it. I'll edit it out. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. What yeah. were you gonna say? Um, well, I, I just have to think. If I think, if I if I speak as I think, let me just say. Uh, well, you know, when I'm, you know, I get, I do get a certain degree of anxiety during the day before any a performance because in my in my head I'm I'm basically writing in my head right. constantly, so I'm thinking of every word. In my material and new ideas, I've got them all written on paper, in my phone, in my computer. Sometimes I'll read them, and I'm like replaying it in my head. And it's constantly, constantly repaying it. It makes me exhausted. So yeah. sometimes I have to take a nap before the show. Right. So when I'm on the road a lot, that that constant sort of chattering that's going on in my head is is exhausting. So sometimes uh, that can be annoying. But... Um, you know, I read a, I read an interesting article like two weeks ago on uh, on the internet, and I couldn't believe it. It was it was this article came out. Um, did you know that eighteen percent of people, eighteen a small percentage, but still a significant percentage of people, do not have a voice in their head? That's impossible. They do not have a voice in their head. It's impossible. They cannot picture. Are they sociopaths? They cannot picture a sound of their voice in their head when they when they read they're not saying it in their head they're seeing pictures of the words this when, sounds they're, like when a... they're thinking about things they're not hearing it they're seeing it and when you tell them that you have a voice in their head and that they're they think that we're crazy <laughs> that we're talking to ourselves in our head all day and then they go and research it and find out oh my god this is crazy i i, I don't even and they they're the minority they're the minority and they can't even figure out how uh, it works. I have a non. And when they see movies where yep. there's a narrate, where the uh-huh. person's thinking in their head and they're narrating, they think that's some strange Hollywood mechanism that right. they don't even understand what that is. I can't imagine 
how well my brain would be like if there was silence in there. I wouldn't either. I so would not I, stop I went, voice. I, I could, I did, right I, now, I hear Tom Green's voice in my head I, I while I'm talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, in your own voice. Yeah. No, but I, could, I couldn't believe it, so I reposted the article, and then I asked people on my Facebook page if this is true with anybody. And sure enough, uh, I ended up connecting with about five people who uh, don't – who were flabbergasted themselves. Do you believe had them? Never, yeah. And then I got, in, I got in a detailed conversation with them, and I, I, I just said, like, how, well, how do you – when you read how – or when you're thinking about uh, – like when you're going to go to the grocery store mm-hmm. and you have to pick up some things – Yeah. Uh, do you not say in your head, I need to get some eggs, I need to get uh, uh, some flour, some fresh-cut flowers, I need to get a succulent, I need to get some uh, ceramic flamingos? Yeah. You know? And they say, no, no, I, they, they picture the words like as uh, visually, or they have a picture of it that they keep seeing. Is there a head. name for this condition? I forget what it is, but there, there must be. I'm the opposite. I have a voice nonstop, yeah. a narrative. Yeah. It won't shut up. I yeah. can't quiet it. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. But it drives me. Yeah. Which I love. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't give that up for anything. Yeah, and that's what it's. That voice for me gets particularly revved up when I have a show that night, which is all often. So you know, even even just doing a spot in town here, you know, I, do, I I, you do. know, like my whole day can sometimes consist of like, geez, well, you know, just kind of. I describe you know, it. I'm sort of always. It's hard for me to do something during the day that that doesn't. That could exhaust me. you. Yeah, because I'm kind of like thinking about the other thing. And, yeah. I, I call it a, it's a paralysis for me. Uh-huh. I just can't, I can't do a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I'm just sort of frozen yeah. the day of a performance. And yeah. I find it quite exhausting. Yeah. I really do. But if I don't perform, then I feel down. So I'm mm-hmm. sort of stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really am. Mm-hmm. And I see you, sometimes I look at your schedule, I go, geez, Tom's gone every week. Mm-hmm. I think he's running away from something. Mm. Yeah, well, that, that's part of it too, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm not from Los Angeles. You know, I've lived here 20 years, but I, this is not necessarily home for me. It's starting to feel like home. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, to me, you know, I, you know, I can feel homesick yeah. in Los Angeles because really my parents and my brother and my, 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 my family is in Canada. So, yeah. so sometimes I still kind of, you know, time goes by fast, right? 20 years goes by pretty fast when, you, when you're our age. You know, you realize, holy shit, 20 years went by, but it seems like I just moved here. But, you know, so... Uh, yeah, you know, I I just like to keep moving. I feel like if I'm here too long, I kind of, uh, you know, but then it's, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm i just kind of, I like to keep moving. Yeah. That's yeah. a great use of social media. You're one of those people that, I don't know if it's privately to me, because we're, we're good friends. We talk quite often. You disclose that you're done with social media. You're going to get rid of your phone. Well, and then 10 minutes later, I, didn't do I see 15 posts in a yeah. row from Tom Green. Yeah, I went through a thing. Uh, I've sort of I went through a thing uh, about a month and a half ago where I decided this is crazy. I'm on my phone way too much. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at it all day. Got on that TikTok. I can't stop watching it. Oh, we got to get to that. Can't stop watching TikTok videos. So, so I said I got to get rid of this thing. Got to get rid of my phone. I was going to go get a flip phone. I announced it on my social media and all that stuff. And you've done this in the past too. Yeah, and then I uh, just kind of like decided you know what i'm not going to be able to do it and i went and bought the new iphone 11 pro max i mean you had a flip phone years ago i remember i went up to your house look at this it's so great i tried to yeah i do i do worry about what it's doing to our brain like how we're on the phone like that's the thing for example like when i'm on my phone all all the time i feel like that's tiring out Mm -hmm. 
you know, exhausting me mentally because I'm spending all this time looking. I've I've kind of, I have realized, though, that I don't watch TV anymore. Oh. Never. I don't have cable. I sometimes will watch, sometimes I'll watch something on Netflix. Yeah. But even that, I don't really watch too much. And I think I've replaced it with the TikTok videos. Yeah, we'll get into that. And I want to say this, and I love Canada, and I'm not trying to offend my friends uh, in Canada, but yeah. I will only eat Heinz ketchup. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's that much better. It's the Michael Jordan of ketchup. It's the peanut M&Ms of ketchup. There's yeah. nothing else. And I will say this. If I had a dollar left and it was between the dollar for something I really need and, and buying Heinz, I'm buying Heinz. Yeah, yeah. If I'm on death row and it's my final meal and they show up and with my hamburger and yeah. it's Dole or I don't know what other off house brand cat, yeah. th- that's not my last meal. That's yeah. not my last meal. I'm sorry. I uh, ran into Jamie Kennedy Yeah, outside of, uh, we were doing a show together the other night at the Laugh Factory, yeah, and yeah. I asked him the exact same question I just asked you about what makes a great opening act. This is what he said. What makes a great opening act? Ooh, uh, multiple things now. Obviously, somebody to warm it up for you and really it kind of flow into what you're doing, so it becomes even more when you're doing it, but also somebody who gives you tags. A tag is, so people that don't know comedy... Yeah, somebody who watches your act and goes, yo, how about this? Add this bit, add this tag. Someone that can help sell merch. Someone that helps social media. I think they have to be a friend on the road, too. Big time. You don't want to be with a stranger because the road can get, you know, as you know, interesting. I had a guy. I brought a guy. He he lived in Detroit, but he lives here now. I bring him to Detroit to open for me because he's from there. He's going to stay with his family. And he, I said, come pick me up. I need to go to Best Buy to get something. And he goes, I'll be right there. Shows up in an Uber. <laughs> what? <laughs> he didn't drive himself? You're supposed to have a car. Uh, wow. Yeah, you got to have a car. You can't have an Uber. He said, I'll be right there. I don't. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. So he wasn't grabbing your merch. And I've seen your merch. That's another thing. I love when they help sell merch. Yeah, that's a big deal. I mean, listen, being funny is great, but I would say it's only one, four, or five things to do, right? Right. It's, yeah, helping with the merch is great. And here's another one. Don't be annoying in the green room. Oh, my God. Don't be annoying. And also, don't bring your You're friend your who's, uh, you know, he's You're a comic. Right yeah, they turn it into, like, a social. Like, yeah. they, they have their friends back there. Yeah. You can't feel like you can be yourself. Yeah. It's, green room etiquette is insane. Okay, let's keep the co- green room calm and peaceful. Sacred. Not Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, who are you? Jamie Kennedy. Love you, man. Love you, bro. So hit me up. Yeah. Yeah, just, those are all very valid points. I was trying to stay positive, but but you, no, you know, they're trying they're, to be positive. There have been occasions where, yeah, like uh, you know, they bring a bunch of people and mm-hmm. everyone's chatting, and you're about to go on stage. I don't, I don't mind that too much, but I, I, I generally have somebody from the club help me sell the merch. Yeah, I, I guess don't... there's two ways of talking about this, and I think he kind, of, he kind of sounded like he was more talking about like when you have a permanent guy that you're right. bringing with you, yeah. or a per- permanent act that you're traveling with regularly, which I've done a few times. Uh, but I always found that was like sort of a ended up being a sort of a significant responsibility, you know, right. like it's like you know got to make sure they're happy and they're you know, and I, so I just like getting a local a local comic. You get to meet a lot more people. Sure. No, it's no, it's really cool. And maybe they'll invite friends. More ticket sales. You know, it's really cool. Yeah, you know, it's really exactly. You know, How about really- when they don't promote? But before you get into that, yeah. that what's really cool? Yeah. Sometimes you're opening acts. You're like, shouldn't you be excited to be working with me? Yeah. Like, shouldn't you be posting? Yeah. Like that. That bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. They the they, they get the local crowd out. No, I um 
I um, man, I just mental blocked. For, I'm sorry, saying. that was my fault. No, it's okay. It's all right. This probably wasn't that important. No, it was important. Was um, local acts, people coming out. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm new to this hosting. Yeah. You've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Am yeah. I doing okay? Do you have advice? Oh, th- this? Yeah. Uh, you're doing great. This is amazing. Yeah, I love I love, the, I love, this. Well, yes. you, okay, you think about this, uh, and I'll play the next clip. I was in Royal Oak, Michigan. Yeah. I'm playing Mark Ridley's. Mm-hmm. I brought a guy from California, uh, opening act, named Trey. He's from there. I invited him because he could, you know, I didn't have to get him a hotel. He would know people to invite out, and he'd have a car to drive me around. Yeah. So during the day, I needed something for my recorder. I needed a uh, like a special chip, an SD card. Yeah. So I needed to go to Best Buy, which was a few miles away. And I said, Trey, come come get me, and let's go over to Best Buy. Yeah. That would be his moment to say, hey, by the way, I don't have a car. I'm going to be coming in an Uber. So this is me waiting for Trey in the hotel. Welcome to Royal Oak, Michigan. I'm in the lobby of my hotel waiting for Trey the uh, opening act this weekend to pick me up. This is why it's important to have a really good opening act because, you know, it becomes your friend for the weekend. Now, Trey is 40 minutes late, so I'm sort of losing energy here. That's another thing. Don't be late. Yeah. yeah Don't yeah. be li- I'm such a stickler for time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yo. You know, you have a car. I thought you had a car. Oh, no. <laughs> Trey shows up without a car. That's so funny. I know. The opening act is supposed to have the car. Now, Trey lives in Los Angeles with me, but we would never hang out in Los Angeles. But on the road for the next three days, we'll be doing everything together. That's what makes a great opening act. I can't see how more people wouldn't be using you as an opening act. You were very yeah. supportive. You were watching my show. You were making yeah. comments. You would help <laughs> me sell merchandise after the show. It's not just what they do on stage before you to set up the room, but also they become a friend. You know, you became a buddy. So we took a quick second to sit down in the hotel lobby and talk before we went out for lunch. Welcome to Royal Oak, Michigan. Thank you. It's good to be back. Where are you staying? Uh, my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Just with them. Yeah. That's what I really wanted to talk about. As an opening act, is it even possible to make a living featuring for comics? Oh, yeah. You can make a good living. I mean, well, I, explain, the, explain the economics of a weekend like this. We're, mm-hmm. we're in Michigan. Right. So you got to fly in. Yes. And I flew Spirit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it was like $25 a pop. This is a good club. You know, Mark Ridley's, so they pay some clubs. A little bit of ass kissing here. Pay some clubs you, you do, and they mm-hmm. they throw you like $100 or whatever, and it's like, my flight costs double yeah. this. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, but you have to stay at your parents' house. That's what I think is interesting. That's the only thing, yeah. Is like, I don't get like, usually you get like a hotel. The economics are very difficult because you're getting paid the same as I was getting paid when I was doing it. Yes. Years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. 20 years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. Actually, and we used to get hotel lot. rooms. I always think about the economics, like, what are, how how much could these people be made? I think about that like when, you know, a waiter or a waitress and, and I tip, how yeah. much are they make? I'm so consumed and I want yeah. everyone to, you know, do well and, and make money. At this point, we pause the recording to walk next door, walk next door because right. Trey didn't have a car to eat at this Middle Eastern restaurant. Uh, all right, before we continue, do you oh, think this of- is, is cool. Yeah, I mean- That's you, like all the work you've done on the show. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I've- uh, it, it, yeah, These guys great. have helped me a lot too, yeah, Ernesto cool. and really Alex. Cool. Yeah. Do you, I think about that, like the opening acts, we used to get hotel rooms, we used to get even more than they get now. Yeah. These guys are paid basically $100 a set. Mm-hmm. So if I invite an opening act, sometimes right. I feel a sense of obligation to give them more money. Yeah. that's that's Well, you know, and often like people will say, hey, can I come open or come feature for you? 
you know, comics that we know in right. L.A. And I always, well, it's like, you know, it's it's the economics of it are it's going to cost you right. seven hundred bucks to fl- or whatever for the hotel and to fly there. And by the time you get there, you're not going to make any money. So that's why I like the when they, they help me sell merch because it gives me an excuse to give them money. It didn't used to be like that, though, right? No. Feature acts used to, you know, make the same amount, but the, uh, you know, the hotel was 50 bucks a night. And 100 the, the plane ticket was 150 bucks a night. So. Yeah, $125. That's what I would get, 150 yeah. 20 years ago, plus a hotel room, you could make a living. My mm-hmm. rent was, you know, $700 a month. You know, now, like, look at this guy, Alex. Step up to the mic. Alex is my sound guy. We're going to talk about this in the next episode. This guy, tell him where you live, buddy. Uh, I live in a 2009 Toyota Prius. Yeah. This is a guy pursuing comedy. Came here from from Dallas. He was in Colorado before. Turns out he's living in a car to pursue the dream. That's what this has become. And instead of the the uh, venue stepping up and, and, and paying these guys so they can have a good night's sleep... And to put on a great show, they're, they're being forced to live in their car. And then they're like, hey, nice maybe, car, though. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you want to give them yeah, a little like more it's money. It's like an old 86 it's, Nissan Sentra or something like that. It's I mean, garbage. We're going to talk about it in the next 2009 episode. 2009 Prius, pretty nice. No, he deserves more. Not much more. No, but you're, you're 28 <laughs> years old, you know? You're but, 28 years old. That's fun. It's a fun to be 28. Bullshit. I never lived in my car. I was I know, making money out of the LA. gate. It's LA. It's expensive here. You know, he's, he's going for it, man. Move to LA, you know? Yeah. It's well, pretty cool. Uh, listen, if. The feature act, the MC, if they help me sell merch and they really help me, you know, make more money, yeah, I pay them more. Sometimes I pay for their hotels out of my fee. But sounds like they they deserve it. You know, sounds like you're working them pretty hard, making them drive you around and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to this. We go next door, and you'll appreciate this. Yeah. Um, I was on a show. Did you know I did a show on MTV too? Yeah, yeah, a Teen Wolf. We're actually connected because. Yeah. We were both on this network, yeah, and then never on another network. Yeah, well, you know, kind of. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 I don't need to pursue. I, I, I was just on Celebrity Big Brother on CBS. I didn't want to bring that up. You asked me not to bring up yeah. anything from uh, your past. I've, been, I've, I've, I've worked since. You said don't. Let's. I don't want to talk about. I've worked since my show. You don't want to. I said okay. Tom's got. No, no. I so get yeah, it. we were on MTV. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. I love yeah. MTV. MTV uh, changed my life for sure. Me Completely. too. Forever. In a, in a, the, the biggest way possible. I mean, if, you know, if it hadn't been for them, I, I don't know what, what I'd be doing right now. So well, I, how I, I've got nothing but good things to say about MTV. I agree. Same yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And it's where I found you. Even though in high school, we didn't have cable. My family didn't have cable. So yeah. I don't know how I saw your show, but I did see clips of the show. That's why when we did Byron Allen, that yeah. Comics Unleashing, you knew me. I was like, I think they call it fangirling. I was, I was like, wow, Tom Green knows me. Yeah, Th- this is. This I know is you a- too. I, I'd, I'd seen you in, uh, in, uh, yeah, some things too. <laughs> some things I don't talk about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. That's great. We have nothing to talk about except you on Teen celebrity. Wolf. And, yeah, I, I think I met you before Teen Wolf. Wasn't it, was had Teen Wolf happened? Oh, yet? way before Teen Wolf yeah. just went off the air a couple of years ago. We did six seasons. No, but I mean, yeah, you. When I met you, you had not done Teen Wolf. No yet? way. Yeah, exactly. That was yeah. two thousand and six. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. a, I was a different cat. Yeah. Then. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a callback to you. Yeah. Teen, I'll tell you why I love Teen Wolf. Yeah. It was an opportunity to say somebody else's words, not be responsible for what I was saying, mm-hmm. and be an extension of myself. Like mm-hmm. people go, "Wow, you really are like uh, c- coaches, like you." What? We're basically. I was cast. Based on my stand-up comedy, Jeff Davis, the executive producer of the show, saw me at a uh, at a comedy show and said, "This is my coach," and wrote the part for me. Again, I don't want to go over that. I've told the story a million times. Were you a big fan of the Michael J. Fox Teen Abs- Wolf? 
Absolutely. Or the Jason Bateman Teen no. Wolf. Michael J. Fox, go back and watch the basketball scene. It's yeah. like 25 minutes. Man. It's the longest, most boring oh, scene. I have seen that recently, actually, yeah. and I thought the same thing. I said, boy, this did not age well. No, no, not at all. So we go next door to this restaurant, and this is what I love about Teen Wolf fans. They yeah. are so different. Then the stand-up fans. The stand-up mm-hmm. fans are great. They'll yeah. approach you. Hey, how you doing? I saw you the other night. You know, two people at the gym yesterday. I've seen you in LA. Really, when can I see you again? Do you have a podcast? Do you have Instagram or TikTok in your case? And they're, they're great. Mm-hmm. But the Teen Wolf fans, it's nothing but pure love. Like these, they grew up on me. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, six years old to, you know, 15 or whatever, yeah. watching it. And they see me and they go nuts. So, yeah. We're at the restaurant next door. Probably old old enough. You could probably date him now, huh? Probably, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We talk about that actually in the picture because we run into some fans uh, at this restaurant. That's the other thing. If you're my opening act, I take you out. I pay for all the Mm -hmm. meals. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty good ride, I think. I think. Wait, say that again? I pay for their meals. I was second guessing my last comment in my own mind. So I was distracted. Oh, were you one of those? I thought you were one of those 18% that has no... Th- I look at you... I no, go, no, I'm not one of those. No, I look... But I look at you, Tom, I go, that's a guy who has no... Nothing going on inside yeah. of his brain when he's yeah. not speaking. There's yeah. no... There's yeah, no... No, I was thought. thinking about something else. Yeah. So here... <laughs> I'm going to continue the clip. This is Trey and I now uh-huh. in Royal Oak, Michigan. Uh-huh. We're out to eat. Uh-huh. He'd never had Middle Eastern food. Oh, my gosh. My favorite food is Middle Eastern food. Yeah, I introduced him to yeah. hummus and falafel. Oh, yeah. So listen to this. The waiter discovers we're recording. What's that for, man? He's recording. Oh, yeah, we're doing a podcast. Oh, you guys doing doing a podcast? Yeah, what do you think it's? Everyone's doing one of those nowadays. (laughs) The waiter is talking to us about the podcast when all of a sudden... (laughs) A group of high school students started screaming in the middle of this restaurant. Are they clueless? They're going to kick us out. Are they clueless? Are you going to eat here? Yeah. They were Teen Wolf fans. Do they know who you are? No, they have no idea. No. Oh, my God. Did you come in here? She's already taking pictures. She wants to ask me if you can take my picture. Oh, my God. Can you take your picture? I'll come out and take a picture. But, yeah, I can take one without you Yeah, can I'll take a picture? So did you notice me outside? or did you? No. I came in and I was like, oh, Teen Wolf. And she's like, I do. She's like, oh, my God, do you know? Yeah. And then they ask me the one question every Teen Wolf fan really wants to know. About a cast member they like more than me. Who? I don't even know who that is. No kidding. Now we were seated in a booth and they were in another booth across the restaurant and we started yelling back and forth. What are you what are you looking up? You're not <laughs> These kids today, man. <laughs> they they couldn't figure out why we're going to take another one. Why? Let's take a selfie. Okay. Why? You did a great job. But I want a filter. We need a filter. <laughs> you know, a filter. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh my God. See, he's, on, he's on with the snake. Do I know what? Do I know what filters are? Yeah. How insulting you young people. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty cool, right? Do you do TikToks? Yeah. Do you make TikToks? Do you make TikToks? What are they saying? Do you make TikToks? Do you make TikToks? They said TikTok. TikTok, I think. They just probably had that Michigan accent, so. Okay. Yeah. All right, maybe maybe 
what's wrong is me in this case. I'll, yeah. I'll, let me that's continue. cool. That's right. so much fun. Hold on. Listen, what's a TikTok? Why is she taking a call? Oh my gosh, we need to make a TikTok with you. Oh my god, can I make a TikTok? Show me a TikTok. Are we done with Instagram? Facebook. You probably still use Facebook. Well, I, I still use MySpace. <laughs> you that was me trying to be funny. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, here's our food. All right, I'm gonna, I'll come say hi. We'll do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. MySpace was the largest social networking site in the world from 2005 to 2008. Basically, before these high school students were even born, everybody was on it. Everybody had their top eight friends. They forced everybody to be friends with a guy named Tom. Nobody knew Tom. But we had to be friends with Tom. Today, MySpace is a punchline. It's a joke. Yeah. No, that's it. Perfect. Oh, shit. You're on TV? Yeah, yeah. You know. You're just BSing. Uh, oh, how would I BS? You <laughs> saw how excited the little kids are. <laughs> Thanks, man. And then a miracle happened. They got their meals. And Trey and I were finally able to finish our conversation. I just think it's funny that they just start taking pictures. Like, you just, like, I'm a specimen. Well, they didn't ask you. It's funny, because I didn't notice it until you said it. But her, her phone was angled in a weird way. I thought she was on it, but yeah. she was absolutely just, well, just ask, too. It's so funny. Yeah. You're talking to them. You're here in front of them. Here's the hardest part about it. Like, so there's, there's five of them. They're high school seniors, and they want to take a picture. So... How do you take a picture with these young ladies and not look like a creepy old guy? Right, so I'm doing like thumbs up. You know what I mean? Like doing the thumbs up yeah. over them. So I'm yeah. not like, like here are my hands. Yeah, yeah here are my hands. <laughs> it's not a minute proof. Can you imagine if you were 17 and you ran into I don't know who would have been like on a t- like for me it would have been like somebody on Happy Days. You know what I mean? I run into the Fonz. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then yelling across the restaurant, I'm googling your net worth. <laughs> this generation. Yeah, they're very. Full. Did you catch that? She was googling my net worth. Oh, but I would have been more, probably not respectful, but of the boundary, I probably would have been more hesitant to go up. And you know, they went from super shocked and excited and screaming. I caught the last end of them screaming, and then uh, uh, into you know. All right. All right, now let's let's get down to business. We got a TikTok we're making. Like honestly, here's the worst part about these kids recognizing. Now the restaurant is expecting a bigger tip. Like That's true. That's yeah, true. They are. These girls just cost me like an extra ten or twenty dollars. That's so funny, bro. You did. On my way to the bathroom, the owner was like, "Hey, who is this guy? He's famous. Big, big money." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Big money." <laughs> That's when I decided to ask them for a favor. Are you guys taking care of my check? No, are you taking care of ours? No, you're taking care of I'm, I'm <laughs> making make TikTok you... famous. Yeah. <laughs> They're in high school. I want to, uh, Hilarious. I want yeah. to thank everybody nice. involved yeah. in that clip. That would be Trey, his Uber driver that drove him to the hotel. I want to thank the waiter, that restaurant, and of course these wonderful uh, high school students that were excited to meet a cast member from Team Wolf to ask about another cast member. So that's what this whole podcast is about. It's sort of my adventures on the road. It's a yeah. comedy journal. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I love all the the production value. The music you've got in there, the 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 hip hop beats, the editing. That's all Ernesto Hurtado. Great stuff. Producer. Great stuff. Yeah. Do you feel that when you get recognized? You're like, wow, now I have to tip more. Uh I I usually tip pretty good. Yeah. yeah. What's pretty good? 
at least 20 percent yeah see i tip like 25 and i still think yeah. i'm giving them a story yeah i usually 20 percent yeah basically but sometimes you, sometimes more though do you have trouble with fans in public do they scream at you like that um yeah i mean they, i don't i don't mind when people come up and say hi i, I kind of like it it's nice to nice to talk to people and uh and uh yeah so i i i, I mean i think it's cool you're good with your fans yeah i think so i i, I think i I think I do uh, actually enjoy that. Yeah. You appreciate them. Anytime you're on the street, somebody wants a picture. Always, yeah, always. Yeah. Always. Always. Yeah, I find ha- it fun. Howie Mandel's like that. Yeah. Took me to, uh, invited me over to his office. Yeah. Said, we're going to go out for lunch. Guess where he took me? To, to our breakfast place? Subway. Oh, really? <laughs> well, they had ordered food and it, it didn't show up. Oh, so okay. said, let's go to Subway. Oh, okay. And then the people in Subway wanted a picture. Yeah. And he couldn't be more accommodating. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. You sure, know, sure. I, I really do. I think that's so cool. Well, you know, like people sometimes uh, like have said to me, like, you know, hey, do you like uh, like they ask the exact question you just asked, actually. And I, I always kind of say, like, you know, if you owned a shoe store, mm-hmm. would you be really annoyed if people kept coming in and buying shoes? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. these are your 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 fans or your, it's this the business we're in, right? You want people to uh, come up and does say it hi. ever get weird? Like in the last episode, I had a fan who came to see my show and they saw me in the hotel. We happened to be staying at the same hotel. Tried to set me on a set me up on a blind date. Yeah, with her granddaughter who was nineteen. Yeah, sure. Do you ever have weird interactions with fans? Scary interactions? Sure. Yeah, there's tons, tons. You know, there's 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 definitely tons of that. I'm you know, but uh, you know. For the most part, it outweighs is totally outweighed by positive interactions. With yeah, people, I see, you know, yeah. I see. We're after shows like we're at the comedy store and we'll hang out and we'll talk and take pictures with fans and, yeah. and the people. I, I I always feel weird calling them fans, but you know, people that appreciate our work. Yeah, yeah. And and you've always been open to that, which I think is some people. You know, some people that aren't right. Sure. Yeah, I think it's a it's a huge mistake to to not be just sort of overwhelmingly positive with people that you meet because mm-hmm. yeah i think i think one thing that can happen is 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 you know that can go away you know and then you oh, know in a second you know and so you know i think the people that maybe are kind of uh a little sort of uh i don't know arrogant about that kind of thing yeah. uh maybe maybe they don't understand that it could it could go away i will say this uh at, at a point in my career uh, jerry seinfeld flew me to new york and he said, I, I want to take you out on the streets. And I want to show you how to sign autographs. This is before, you know, phones with cameras. Yeah. And he took me out and he showed me how to sign autographs, how to end a conversation, how to be really gracious. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he had expected my career to really blossom. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, well, you know where that went. Did here you... we are in the Hollywood Hills yeah. uh, on your yeah. own show. Yeah. 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 I, think, I think he was right. With those girls, young women, they were in high school. I mean, they were screaming. It was crazy. Were they saying TikTok, TikTok, TikTok? They I were heard- they were saying TikTok, but they, I think they had a sort of a uh, a Michigan accent, which sounded like TikTok. Yeah, because when I was TikTok, yeah, I was recording the voiceover with Alex. Mm. I was convinced that they were saying TikTok, no, TikTok, famous. Yeah, no, T I K T O TikTok, famous. I said TikTok. It is TikTok. They TikTok. say Tic Tac. Yeah. I say Tic Tac. Yeah, the app is Tic-tac. called Tic Tac. You said Tic Tac. Oh. I thought when <laughs> you said, is. now we're making a Tic Tac, I thought that was a play on the MySpace. Wait a minute. Play it back. I, yeah, you say that. Oh, my God. I'm doing a dad joke, and I'm not even yeah. oh, not even on purpose. Um, All right, so go back. 
go back to where they say there's they say tic tac. Watch us. Go go back yeah. to where it's pretty cool. They said tic tacs. Why is she taking a They're saying tic tac. I heard tic tac. They have an accent, but it's TikTok. It is TikTok, but they're like yeah. me. They don't know. They were TikTok. calling you not trendy. Yeah, they, they really I wonder if they know what a filter is. Yeah. One says TikTok, one says TikTok. There's no consistency with these kids. But they're saying, do I know what a filter is? Do they know what the, the number one app is right now? It's TikTok. That's right. It's possible they're just idiots. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Tom Green is uh, living it up on TikTok. TikTok, I enjoy it. Yeah, are you done with Instagram? No, no, but there is a good a good uh, sort of reason to get on TikTok uh, because it, it does have a different algorithm mm-hmm. uh, to it, which allows you, if you if you decide to uh, put some time into it, to go viral without having any followers. I'm sick of putting time into things. I. I put everything into Vine. I go, I'm going to be Vine famous. Guess just, what happened? Vine's out of business. I'm just saying if you were videoing your podcast, which I know you're going to start doing, just mm-hmm. make take take some time to put some of it up on TikTok and use the right hashtags. The way it works is different than Instagram. On Instagram, you know, if you have zero followers and you post something, mm-hmm. then zero people are going to see what you posted. Whereas right. on TikTok, if you have zero followers and you post something and you put it on the hashtag that's the trending hashtag, you can search the trending hashtag every day. It will go into a searchable menu mm-hmm. and then potentially millions of people at, will see it, even if it's your first day there. At what point can I just be done with whatever the next app is? I'm tired of it. I'm that's sick. Re- that's retirement at this point. Good. You know, if you don't want to do this anymore, then you just, I do uh, want to do it, but I want to, like it's these people that go on dating uh, websites and yeah. apps, right? Yeah. They, they go on one, they get tired of it. Yeah. They go, we're all now over here on yeah. this one. Yeah. What happened to that one? We're done with that one. We're on this one. Yeah. What's new on this one? Oh, yeah. it's just a, it's a different app. It's the same people. Yeah. It's the same people. Yeah. That's the way I feel about TikTok, Instagram, MySpace, Facebook. It's it's such a garbage. Twitter. Yeah. I love Twitter. Yeah. Nobody. I post on Twitter. No, zero people react. I like TikTok. I could ruin my career in one tweet, I'm sure. Oh, but yeah. I post something good. Oh, yeah. Nobody gives a shit. You got to be careful on that Twitter. So sick of it. I'm yeah. so, so done with social media. I just, yeah. at what point can my work propel myself without me having to beg? Hey, I'm in North Carolina next week. Come see me. I yeah. feel like it's a lot of begging. I think it's just kind of the new television, you know? Back in the 70s, you want to do a spot in Johnny Carson. Now mm-hmm. you just want to go viral on TikTok. I'm just, you know why I'm angry? Because I just realized I'm going to have to get on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have fun with it. It's and that fun. was me. That was me basically working it out. That's a, yeah. that's a what's wrong with Orny Adams. I, Tom, I have such respect for you. I, I really do. And I know you've got to get going. But, man, I had so much more I wanted to talk to you about. I have all these clips about staying in hotels and safety and, and uh, all the different soaps and, I mean, and stuff like that. I was yeah. going to play a clip of uh, my opening act. In, in it does Dallas? sound cool though at the end of a show when you say, "I know you got to go, get going." You know, it's like you the old t- Tonight Show. You know, when Bob Hope sort oh. of left before the end. Oh, I gotta, I have to get going. Then he'd leave before the end of the show. Remember that? that yeah, like, makes you Sarah seem really kind of like, you know, like like you're in, you're you're doing stuff. You texted me not once but several times to say, "I've got to be out by this time." Yeah, and I'm I'm being respectful of that. Yeah. I, you didn't. Realize- well, this has been a great show too. Sometimes it's good to like you kind of you know. Yeah. Leave them wanting more. Yeah. So on the next yeah. show, I'm, I am going to talk more about eggs. Yeah. Um, I complained to my... <laughs> well, 
Well, I didn't get into all the egg stuff. I didn't get into my opening act in Maybe Dallas. The hotel me here up. in Addison. And I... Texas, going to meet the MC. He's picking me up at the hotel. Tony Casillas. This is him. Tinted windows. Tony? Is that Tony? Wanted me to get into a car. He's got windows. tinted windows. I'm not in Texas. I'm not getting in a car that has tinted windows. I'll get shot. Thank you for being on time. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah. The, the opening act in Detroit. I said, hey, you want to go? Uh, I need to go to Best Buy. He goes, oh, I'll, I'll come by. I'll go with you. Yeah. He's late. He doesn't even have a car. He Ubered over. Really? Yeah. So now, now I got to <laughs> I gotta pay for an Uber to Best Buy? <laughs> I don't yeah. know how you could be a comic without a car. So yeah. we're going to, there's a breakfast. Uh, yeah. Well, Alex lives in his car. He's a comic, my sound guy. But that's, that's basically what happened. So now I go from Royal Oak. I go straight to Dallas, and I complain to my opening act in Dallas about my opening act in Royal Oak, right. Michigan. So now that's, they're all going to hear this on the podcast. They're fine with it. They saw yeah. the recorder. It's it's in their face. But I'll yeah. play that whole clip because we end up at a restaurant, and I end up asking about eggs. And we actually had Alex. What did we we discussed a lot of stuff on that podcast and that uh, that breakfast, didn't we? Talked about my New York days, and I'm going to play you. Uh, do you remember anything else? You stood up and then you sat down. Okay, I'll put your mic on. I know how this works. Yeah, you talk about starting in New York, and uh, it's fantastic clip. It's great stuff. So yeah, we just ran out of time with Tom, and we don't get to talk about the hotel soaps. Oh my gosh! And the hotel drains. Oh. You ever, you ever get to the hotel and the cleaning person leaves the drain down, so you start the shower, and now there's a a, a puddle, there's a a, a pile of oh, water, yeah. and now you got to stick your hand into into the water, yeah, into the water yeah. to yeah. get the it's the lukewarm. And you know that this is yeah. filled with yeah. uh, urine. Ugh. I'm going to go over that. I don't know who my guest is on the next show because, yeah. you know, I'm sort of done begging. You've booked a lot of shows. Do you yeah. get sick of begging people to come on? Yeah, very much so. I mean, you were a bigger name, so it was probably easier to get people on. People don't, you know, no one's excited. It's it's uh, oh, it's, it's 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 yeah. part of doing a regular show. You know, you have to ask uh, people to come on, and uh, and uh, plus, there's so many podcasts now, so you know everybody's getting asked by lots of people to come on shows. So you know, don't take it personally if you ask someone to come on and they don't come on. I guess what I'm saying because yeah. because you know you got to understand everybody's being asked to do 20 podcasts at any given time, so they they, they come when they can. Right, right. Right. That's the way I look at it because yeah. I've asked lots of people to do my podcasts and shows over the years that haven't come you know like who i don't know i don't want to say but yeah just one maybe no i don't want to say i don't i don't like talking to like that i'll tell you off off camera we're off, we're off basically the, the listeners who've watched my show if you've if there's anyone you've not seen on my show mm-hmm. trust me they've been asked ah because ah. <laughs> you ask everybody yeah you know tom you're a perfect guest so much fun. Thank I mean, you have really grown since your days on uh, Comics, Comics Unleashed. Unleashed. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't jump in the aquarium. Yeah, you didn't. I uh, didn't like throw the plants. I didn't, you know. Yeah, yeah, I was expecting that. Yeah. And you've shown such tremendous growth. And I Thank accept you. your apology. Thank you. For having me thrown off the air. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. I, I, I really did. Oh, that actually makes me feel a lot better about it. Yeah. Yeah, hang on a second. I just want to play some of the credits. That's it. Episode three, season one. What's wrong with Orny? Done. Will there be a season two? Hey, special thanks to my guest, Tom Green. You can find everything about Tom at TomGreen.com. And thanks to comedian Rick Corso for doing a cover version of the podcast theme song. You can find everything Rick Corso at RickCorso.com. Uh, that's C-O-R-S-O. 
theme song by Harlan Williams and Kevin Hearn. Eric Stoltz, theme song backing instrumentals and composition. Ernesto Hurtado, producer, sound editing. Alex yeah, Hunt, sound editing. Special thanks to Chris Franklin and Valerie Lazar, Big Sky Edit, and New York City for all your love and support with this project. And to my agent at ICM, Adam Genovizian. This episode is sponsored in part by David Barnett. David Barnett, thank you. David is a member of the Cowlitz Tribe in Washington. David generously funded the first three episodes. Hey, David, you ready to sponsor episodes four through six? If you want to know more about David, I play a clip of us in episode one. I'm hoping that you're enjoying this uh, this podcast, What's Wrong with Orny Adams. It's my comedy journal. You can subscribe to What's Wrong with Orny Adams. You can like it, share it. And if you're really enjoying it, please, please take the time to write a favorable review. I, I, I would appreciate that. And send submissions to What's Wrong at OrnyAdams.com. We'll see you next time. Thank you. And on the next episode of What's Wrong with Orny Adams, I'm back in Detroit. Another installment of What's Wrong with These People Driving Us in Their Cars. Slam on the brakes and in a couple seconds, both doors are open. I got guns at my head and detectives grabbed me up and took me to the cop shop. Seems like this guy driving me had a criminal past. And I meet another guy that's been stabbed. And he's got this big, giant, straight razor in his hand with a yellow... Everyone I talk to has been stabbed. What's wrong with these people living in their cars? It's illegal to live in your car here, but they know it's such a problem that's uncontrollable that they look at it like, go on the other side of Western. I no clue. That and much, much more. Will I have a guest? We will see. Will I weather the humiliation to ask another friend to come on my podcast? Find out. Episode 4. What's wrong? With Orny Adams, a comedy journal. Tom Green. Hey, thanks, Orny. Congratulations. Dude. Amazing. Amazing show. Congrats. You're amazing. And I do want to just take one more second yeah. to really thank Alex uh, and Ernesto, who have, we've worked so hard on editing yeah. these clips. And I just want to take a second to recognize them because I don't think this show could have gone any different than the thoughts that I have. I'm not part of the 18%, so I've had thoughts in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to thank you, Tom Green. Thanks, Orny. You're this amazing. Is amazing. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you to Tom Green. Thank you to Ernesto Hurtado. Thank you to everybody involved in this podcast. Thank you to my friends, my family. Thank you to everybody listening. And I I, I see brighter days in 2021. So let's, let's exit 2020 with a smile and enter 2021 with a smile. This is Orny Adams. Oh, let's play the, 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 the theme that started it all. And let's take it out right now. Just Episode. another oh. rainy day in Florida. Florida. Thinking, Thinking of, of our funny little friend. Sing along for the last time. He's got crazy hair. Yeah, he does. He's got great big eyes. Oh, my. What's his name, Kev? Orny. That's Kevin Hearn of the Bare Naked Ladies. He knows my name. That's Harlan Williams. He knows my name. Thank you, Harlan Williams. Thank you, Kevin Hearn. For uh, This is a song that started it all. <laughs> they didn't know they were making a podcast theme song for me. They thought they were just... Um, Bringing it down a little. They thought they were just, you know, goofing around, having fun in Florida. And I said, you know what? 
sign over the rights to that song. I'm going to make it a a podcast hit. It's going to be covered by people all over the world. And you know what? In, In the months that I've been doing this podcast, five people have covered it. Take that, including people that have directed films that have been nominated for Academy Awards. Okay? And younger people than me, a lot younger in New Jersey, are covering it. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful, safe New Year's. My name is Orny Adams. The podcast is What's Wrong with Orny Adams. Episode 16, 2021.